Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No, we haven't talked COVID in how long on this show? It's been a while. Other than maybe a sports update saying four NHL games are were postponed last night or something like that due to COVID. How about that? If sports isn't going, it sucks. But I'm saying let's not get used to this. Back to sports. Stick to sports, Peterson. Shut up and dribble. This is the Rod Peterson Show. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that is a wonderful way. How about that? How about that? To start a brand new week. It's the RP show, everybody. And uh, I'm just sharing the show, going through my feed. I've been very active on Twitter today, as it turns out. Let's Happy go. International Women's Day, by the way. We've got two of our great friends from the world of sport. Claire Hanna from CTV TSN and Allison Sandmeyer Graves the CEO of Canadian Women in Sport. Both have been on this program before. They'll be joining us to talk women in sport. That's what's going on there. How was your weekend? Amazing. Okay. Good to hear. We're going to jump into the quick six show topics here. Please, Director Jordan. Busy uh, morning for that kid, too. Jordan. Oh, yeah. On video Zoom calls. Do you want to announce to the world that we have a new person that has joined the show today? Nelson. Why not? Yeah. Welcome to another the team. Another Nelson. Not the Nelson that you think. Not the VP of Sim Events. It's another Nelson. Yeah. Tell the folks Our about it. Our contact him. list is only so big. So if your name's not Nelson or Alan or, or uh, we've got a few. Paul, right? Um, but no, we're expanding our team. So uh, you'll start seeing that name bounce around a little bit. Nelson's joining us. And you'll see his content as well. Oh, yeah. I want to point. This out, Trevor Bazillo is watching in Winnipeg. He says, brutal showing for my Jets on Saturday. It happens, I guess. What did it end up? 5-1, I think they got clubbed by the Montreal Canadiens. Was it 7-1? I changed the channel. I didn't watch the end of it. But it's in my leftovers, and that's point one. Our weekend NHL leftovers. For some reason, I wrote NFL leftovers. Um, Watching the Flames last night. Matt Stajan, very good analyst. Very good analyst. I don't know why they need so many on Sportsnet Flames, but he's a good one. And he said, for the Sutter-led Flames, this is it. This is it. And what does he mean by that, this is it? It means ship up or shape out. They will. The rebuild will start after this. Because let's not forget, we all thought, I thought, think a lot of ways you thought, all they needed a goal was a goalie. And they went and got Jacob Markstrom, one of the best in the business, the number one free agent goalie out there. And now, and now this. And I went, it was on my Cat Country commentary this morning, Cat Country 98 FM. I went to bed last night thinking, maybe the Flames just aren't that good. But I don't want to believe it. Sorry, I had high hopes for you guys. I thought more of you. But Daryl Sutter has not coached a game yet, and let's wait until he does. He hasn't even joined the team yet. I know. So... This is it, Calgary. Rubber meets the road time. How do you respond? Point two, Taylor versus Tyler. Do you remember that? 
I know. Obama was president when that was going on. That was two presidents ago. Crazy. Taylor versus Tyler. I had to go back and look. It was the 2010 NHL draft. And to this day, who would you take? Have we ever answered Taylor versus Tyler? No. And I don't think you can. I don't think you can. You know, I think Tyler Sagan, ton of experience, great player. But so is Taylor Hall. And he's been put in some tough situations, too. Um I don't know who Just saying, I don't think 11 years later we've even answered the question, Taylor versus Tyler. We haven't. That's it. We haven't. We got uh, Joseph David uh, writing in. He's a Senators podcaster. He says, Stutzla undressing Markstrom. Tim Stutzla looks like he's been playing in the league for five years. This guy's unbelievable. Tim Stutzla, rookie of the year. Let's go. Give it to him. Amazing. Uh, Another NHL leftover from the weekend. Texas is wide open. American Airlines Arena was empty in Dallas. They're not 100%. They're not back. No. Just pointing that out. Connor Murphy's hit, I thought, was clean from the Chicago Blackhawks. Caught the guy coming around the net with his head down. Wango. Sorry. And the Tom Wilson suspension of seven games is a little harsh, but we're talking about a repeat offender here. That's, I don't care what they're saying in the NHL office. We all know who we're dealing with here. Seven games is right on. And then my fifth... Uh, leftover is for Trevor in Winnipeg. The Jets just got to shake off the Habs loss. Spit happens. And while I said every Jets game is exciting, that was the exception that proves the rule. They were ruby red often. Awful the other night. Okay, moving on. I'll just say this. uh, NFL's fake news for our American viewers. You're watching this because you know you get it. Every single morning on ESPN, get up, and then first take it's Will Dak Dak Prescott sign long-term with the Cowboys? Where's Russell Wilson going? I'm like, how long can you break out, drag out news with Russell Wilson that's not even news when his agent comes out on Sunday and says he doesn't even want to be traded? I'm tired of it. They're never going to talk NHL. I get that. That's for us and the Canadian networks. But this is all fake news in the NFL. Spend more time on what J.J. Watt's going to do with the Arizona Cardinals. But no, it's all Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson, and I don't get it. Uh, Point three, it was a massive sports Sunday. I mean massive. Brain overload. Sensory overload. And I was telling my wife, who she's not in town right now, she said, what are you doing? And I said, I tried to watch a Dateline marathon, but I couldn't. Or I should have at least turned my phone off because it's like all this, everything's happening. Oprah, Megan, Harry. NHL, PGA, Briar, which led to my poll question. You saw I put it up last I night did. from the show feed. What are you watching tonight? And the Briar won. The Briar. Yeah. But I did flip it over to Oprah for a little while. Like I need an Oprah special to find out that the royal family screwed up. So it didn't, uh, I didn't stay there for very long. Uh, yeah, point, that was point four. The Briar won the poll. It was amazing. And a lot of people write in and say AEW Wrestling, which initially I thought they were talking about A&W. I don't know. Maybe we need to do a pro wrestling segment on here because I know that's very big. Sean at Game Plus, who's probably working in the control room right now in downtown Toronto, he said he's watching this AEW. I wrote him. I said, what channel, dude? He's like, oh, it's pay-per-view. I'm already paying $12 a month for the WWE channel, which I never watch anyways. I'm not paying a pay-per-view for AEW. Right. Not when Meghan Merkel's on. Point five, <laughs> NBA All-Star Game. 
Should they have played? What? Why are we even talking about this? Should the NBA have played an all-star game? They did it safely. They pulled it off. It wasn't for me. I tuned in. As they said, it was a made-for-TV event. Can you not just play basketball? Why do you got to do all these things? But outside the game, you know? But they did the three-point. They did the dunk contest. They did the game itself all in one day. They pulled it off. And for anybody that says sports shouldn't be playing, let me guess, have you missed a paycheck in the last year? My guess is you haven't. So zip it. Or thanks for your opinion, but we're going to try to play. Okay? You do you. We'll do us. Because I don't think it affects you whether the NBA plays or the WHL or the NHL or whatever. Stuff it. I'm tired of it. Point six, WHL return to play. This Friday night, the broadcast schedule of God's team, the Regina Pats, is going to be announced at noon SAS time by Access Television. Friday night, Pats and the Prince Albert Raiders get after it, and we're ready to go. And on Sunday, I had lunch with our beat writer for the Moose Jaw Warriors, Jamie Neugebauer. Did you see he wrote an article on the Warriors, and they have their own... 15-year-old wonder kid that they're putting up against Connor Bedard, the holy child here, the first ever. He's the next Connor McDavid, they say. The next John Tavares plays for the Regina Pats. And I'll just point this out. Nugsy said, didn't take much to get the rivalry going. It's like waving a match over a tank of gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> that's but, how much the Pats and Warriors hate each other. Let's go! And that's exactly what the league needs. That's what sports needs. Somebody to come out and say... Our guy's better. That's it. That's all it took. I, that's all it took. Taylor versus Tyler. Connor versus Yags. couple other things here. Rockstar of the day was uh, John Frenzy on Friday. We might just rename that the John Frenzy Award. I'm calling up the poll question today, which producer Clark came up with. For Capital Auto Mall, Universal Collision Center, who will finish better after their coaching change? The Calgary Flames or the Montreal Canadiens? 69% of respondents on, on Twitter are saying, Les habitants, blue, blank, rouge. That's French. Montreal. What are they saying on Facebook, guys? Do you have a... It's not working. There's some bugs right now, Clark says. Hang on for that. <clears throat> the, the whopping majority on Twitter saying the Montreal Canadiens will win it. So that's the poll. That's the rock star of the day. And I want to also say this. I spent most of the weekend on the phone dealing with this Bernie Lynch situation. I spoke with the writer of the CBC article, Jonathan uh, Gatehouse, about the junior A coach in Fort Francis, Ontario, that's been suspended for indefinitely for inappropriate communication with a player. I went on a monologue, and you acquitted yourself very well on Friday with that, your thoughts on the whole thing. So I know now they're watching us clearly in Fort Francis, Ontario, because I... We had show mail come in from people out there, and they said, uh, we take issue with you saying that the team covered it up, the Flyers covered up the suspension of the coach. I'll say, one, I didn't say the team covered it up. CBC said they covered it up. I read the article. Okay, I was quoting the article. I don't know much more about it. So there, there's that. Another guy says, Rod, I'm in Fort Francis, Ontario. Give me a call. Didn't leave his phone number. You saw that email. He didn't leave the phone number. And this is how this stuff works. Oh, I emailed that Peterson guy. He told him to call me. He never called me. <laughs> you never left your phone number. 
So I will guarantee you that I will call you if you leave your phone number, if you want to talk about the Bernie Lynch situation and I guess defend the team's stance in this and how or why you hired him. But if you want to get in a fight with me over this, pack a lunch because I have an infinite, infinite amount of experience dealing with Junior A community boards, okay? And I'm not having it anymore dealing with teams that are blaming their own mistakes and their own dirty deeds on the media, or specifically me, not having it. So I'll say again, if you want to have a fight over this, pack a lunch. But I spoke with alleged victims over the weekend. I think we've got up to eight in this city alone that have a story to tell. One of which, at least one of which, is going to participate in the Hockey Canada investigation into one Bernie Lynch. So don't come after me. Look in the mirror. So I know that's some very heavy stuff there, Darren. Yeah. Sorry to lob it over to you from there, <laughs> but that's uh, a lot's been weighing on my mind the last few days. Yeah, and the hardest thing I think for somebody to do is, is admit they made a mistake and say, look, I was wrong. Put your tail between your legs, right? And you always want to say, you know, yeah, but, I, but this, yeah, but this, but here's all these reasons why what I did was okay. Well, sometimes what you do is not okay, right? And hiring this guy is not okay. Right? I mean, do your due diligence. You have to find something. And I know he's got a clean record, right? Yep. And he's had success coaching. Otherwise, you wouldn't continue coaching. Wins and losses, right? Um, But there's more to it than that. And if you didn't know any of it, it doesn't mean you, you know, knew the information back then, but you can admit you made a mistake or look at it. And I understand why team, we, we talked about this on Friday. This isn't anything new. Why you would cover it up. Like I said, I understood why you would. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you don't want that block mark on your name. But you do want this guy out. You wouldn't suspend him or remove him from the program if you didn't want to get rid of him and didn't think what he did, you know, was horrible. But I, I understand why you wouldn't want that negative pub on your program. You don't want to be the program forever tied to Bernie Lynch, right? As the, you know, but um, you just have to own it. At the end of the day, just own it, and well, everybody and forgives you. I, I, I want to call those people in Fort Francis, Ontario. I want to have the discussion. Listen, the team's not going to send out a news release and say, we've suspended our coach because he did this. I understand all that. Trust me, I do. But with regards to hiring Bernie Lynch, this is why. Do you have a hockey guy on your board? Like, Fort Francis, Ontario is a long way from here, which I think this is the province where Bernie's from. At least this is where he first came on my radar with the Humboldt Broncos and the Regina Pats, but have somebody on your board that has a, a little bit of hockey sense, not a bunch of community business people, which, by the way, is fine, doesn't get a lot accomplished. A lot of people that think they're Jerry Jones or Scotty Bowman have no business running a hockey team or hiring a coach in a GM. I'm not saying that's your situation, but it's very common, okay? So from some of our viewers, uh, Ronald, Stephen Ronald Jacobson in North Dakota, he says, Monday rant, caliber 16-ounce media knockdown. When are we doing that great Western thing? It's coming. Is it coming? Yeah. So is Christmas. (laughs) John Kirby in Edmonton Edmonton says, two rants in 12 minutes. The rants are for Bronco Plumbing and Heating. Mention the Rod Peterson Show and get 10% off. We love Bronco Plumbing and Heating. They are family, literally. Anyways, it's International Women's Day. 
this was my portion to get things off my chest. Clara Hanna coming up next from CTV TSN. Can't wait. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and listen live 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Support for the Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Dupes, have I told you about Manscaped? (laughs) You've started to. I've had it for a week. Let me tell you, we've been doing it wrong. We have. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, why? Because (laughs) I don't know where to start. I used to have to use two razors. Did I tell you that? I was doing an acrobatic act over the toilet and the sink. I had a big hair trimmer. I had a face shaver. None of those were made for below-the-waist grooming. That's a safety hazard. (sighs) Don't tell anybody, but I don't have to worry about it anymore because the Lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men's below-the-waist grooming. And your introductory package comes with a pair of boxer briefs, which I gave to you. Yes, not worn, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) No, I pulled them out of the package. When you order yours, you'll get a pair of underwear. This was a large, didn't fit me, so I gave them to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And it also (laughs) comes with anti-chafing lotion. Where has this been all our lives? I know. So I used to get those nicky things. You must have too. (laughs) Nick yourself. Yes. And you're bleeding. Doesn't happen. Because the Lawnmower 3.0 comes with a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Man, Manscaped <laughs> calls them. So, what more do you want to know? When you, when you use the Lawnmower 3.0, you use the anti shaving cream, you leave the house feeling like you've just left a spa. The chafing, that's the worst, right? Rubbing between the legs. Anti-chafing lotion, 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is episode number 437 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. And today is International Women's Day, hashtag choose to challenge. And we bring in what's become a good friend of ours. I'd like to say a longtime friend, but not that long. Because I'm old, she's not. Claire Hanna from CTV, TSN, Bell Media joins us. <laughs> Happy International Women's Day, Claire. How's it been for you? Well, I mean, there's only, I'm only a couple hours into it, but I'm loving seeing the tweets. Tara Sloan had an awesome tweet just talking about let's empower, let's champion, let's raise up women. And I mean, I'm going to challenge you right now because I'm looking at those bobbleheads, Rod, and I don't see a single female athlete. Have you seen a female athlete bobblehead? Yeah, I've got Brooke Henderson right here. Okay, ship it over next time you come in. These are all gifts, so don't hold it against us. If anybody wants to give us a female bobblehead, that it will have prime space. Claire, look, we're, we were talking about women in sport, women in sports broadcasting, and you're our leadoff guest in that regard today. Um, do you feel like a bit of a trailblazer in a way or an idol for young girls that want to get into this field? I definitely do not feel like a trailblazer because there's been so many ahead of me. And um, I think now, even Rod, probably compared to when you started in broadcasting, we see so much visual representation of women in broadcasting. Um, I would like to see more 
BIPOC women, um, Black, Indigenous, people of color, um, more um, people with disabilities as well. Like, I think there needs to be representation in a lot of ways for women. Um, but um, I do not consider myself trailblazer. I, you know, I don't like to think about being an icon or something that women look up to because uh, I think that we should be able to look up to anybody. But I do realize, again, that representation on television or radio or in print really matters. So, but I'm just going to do my job the best I can. You know, I don't think of myself as a woman in broadcasting. I just think of myself as a sports broadcaster or a sports reporter. And um, I just want to cover the stories the best I can provide the best in detail updates I can on this job. Well, you do a tremendous job of it. And I'm going to just talk about the start of your career in a moment. But I mean, you've been at this long enough that I would think when you did your first TSN CFL game on the sidelines, that must have been quite a I made it moment. I, I would hope it is. What was that moment? What do you remember? It was oh, man, it was emotional, Rod. It was like, um, I, I feel emotional again thinking about it because it was a goal I'd set probably five years previously in broadcasting. And when you first get into it, you're, you're, maybe you're growing up and you first think about being in broadcasting, you don't really know how to visualize yourself in that medium. And I did to be a sideline reporter because of my background as an athlete. I wanted to be involved in the action, talking to the athletes, feeling what they were feeling on the field, court, arena, wherever. And so that first time on TSN was, you know, I tried to have a few moments where I just sat back and reflected like, oh my gosh, you're on the sidelines right now. You're telling these stories. You're you're going back and forth with Chris Cuthbert and Glenn Suter. Like, soak it in but I was also really just focused on no you've got a job to do make sure you're listening to what the coaches are saying see how much extra detail you might be able to provide oh my gosh is there an athlete injured you know you you kind of want to enjoy the moment but you're also still really focused on doing your job well because if I didn't do my job well I might not be invited back but how did I feel that day? I, th- I, I don't know if I've said this on this show but I was so nervous before that my legs turned to jelly and I know that's a figure of speech but I I could not at the very beginning of the game, this was before kickoff, but I think the national anthem was playing and I was trying to make it over to the sidelines, kind of my area where I'd stand and my legs just didn't function. I'm like, come on, left in front of left, right, right. You know, like get going. And I kind of had some self-talk. I'm like, Claire, let's go, let's do this. (laughs) And then my phone buzzed and I had an email from one of the VPs at TSN. Be great. Like that was a big email, just those two words, just be great. You know, you know, they're watching and that's, that's what I was just like, okay, just do this. You've done this before, maybe on smaller networks, you can do it. Well, that is uh, very exciting. And yeah, I, <clears throat> this isn't a day for my stories, but I remember my first game, I was too nervous. What should I say? I didn't get caught up in the moment because I was too nervous of not wanting to screw up. Same thing as you, right? But nobody was looking at me, right? It was on the radio, but let me ask you this, what people don't necessarily know, they might know if they follow your Twitter bio, is that you are a, were a national level volleyball player. So in the biggest game of your life, compare that nervousness, if there was any, to that opportunity doing the sidelines for the first time on TSN. Almost identical, Rod, and I'm really happy you brought that up. I think about the first time I stepped on the court with UBC, I was so nervous. I actually couldn't eat all day. I remember I I could have breakfast, but then when it came to lunch, I couldn't, like, I just couldn't stomach it. It it wasn't like I was throwing up, but um, I just had like no appetite because I was so nervous. 
And that was the same thing as um, the CFL on TSN. I think the game was a seven o'clock game and I had breakfast, but then I, I was having a really hard time eating lunch. And even on the sidelines, I always bring snacks like carrot stick. Granola bars that I can just have for a quick meal. And I couldn't stomach any of it. I was so nervous, but back to the volleyball thing. Um, what was similar is you're really nervous before the game or the moment, but then the minute there was the first serve for us in volleyball and I made my first pass or I got my first dig out of the way, boom, here we are. It's like any practice, any game I've done before. It's the same thing you've rehearsed, you've trained, you've practiced for this. I had, you know, on, on TSN, I'd gone over my stories. I knew what I wanted to say. You just kind of start flowing, but even though the moment feels a lot bigger, there's there's more adrenaline, I'd say, pumping through your veins. And each time after got easier and you, you know, you work into it. So it was a bit of a trick question because as you know in my career as a recovery coach, I deal in this stuff all the time. So what the viewers should know is stress is stress. So whether you're a CFL on TSN analyst or a volleyball player or the president of an oil company or a twelve year old going in to write a test. The feelings are all the same. Stress is stress, right? So that's an interesting thing about that. So let me ask you this now. As a female reporter, you wouldn't know what it's like to be a male reporter, but uh, how are you treated on the sports scene by the subjects that you're interviewing and being around? You know what, Rod? I honestly, I don't think I'm treated differently. And I don't perceive that I'm treated differently. I ask similar questions, um, you know, I get similar reactions. I've never focused on that. Um, if anything, Rod, um, or, or, okay, there's one example I can think of, but it wasn't so much being treated differently in the moment. Um, I was setting up a, it was like a tennis shoot and this wasn't at my current job. And at the time there was an intern at our station who was a male and he was working with me a lot. And, um, I set up this shoot, but when we actually got to the tennis tournament it was like a different contact and um myself this intern and our camera person like we're trying to figure out where to to where the contact was and when we found the contact they just started talking to the intern like that was they didn't think i was the sports reporter they just assumed it was the dude and so though that sort of was just a piss off because i'm like come on it's me um but then in the way stories are told this is where i think that we need to work on. Um, I, when I was a volleyball player at UBC, we were playing in cam loops and there was always double headers. So the women would play and then the men would play or vice versa. Typically the women played first. So we just finished, we'd like stomped Thompson Rivers at this point. And then the announcer came over the uh, microphone and was like, okay, that was, you know, UBC beat Thompson Rivers three sets to one. Um, and now it's time for the main event. And I was like, what? The main event? And then I went up to the answer. I'm like, if the men are the main event, what were we? Were we the appetizers? Like, what do you, what, what does that define us as? He was super ashamed. He apologized. <laughs> and then I ran into him five years later and he came up to me and I'm like, I've never forgotten that moment because I didn't realize what I'd done. And I felt so bad because there's no reason your game wasn't as equal to the men. But those are the things that really bug me in the way of how we interpret men's versus women's sports. That's kind of why this day, one of the things that's important about this day is changing attitudes, changing dialogue and, and all of that. And that's why I also think it's important to get you on the show because to reflect your personality and your story, 
Because when we're watching the CTV Supper News, it's the Claire Hanna report or a 30-second hit on the sidelines at a Ryder game. That's not you. That's the report. You know what I mean? So you've got an interesting story and you've got an interesting take on things. Now, do you mind if we switch gears and talk about what's going on in sports right now? Well, no, we can. But I want to challenge you one really briefly here, Rod, because I've yeah. always challenged my parts and I ask you, like, do you think you're doing enough to cover women's sports? You know, do you do you think your guests or the stories you talk about reflect women enough? And I think you, know, we're you doing don't have to answer a, that, but just I want to tell you. I think about it all the time. But here's my take on that. The sports that I watched go out and look at the percentage of men to women that are on the field to play. So from the NBA All-Star Game to the PGA, I'm a big Brooke Henderson fan. I was watching the LPGA. She finished tied for 44th on Sunday. So I think the, what would you say, the proportion of female sports to male is what our viewers want. And I'm not going to push an agenda. We talk and cover the sports that I'm interested in. So when the LPGA comes through town, we're talking. Pardon? Sometimes, sometimes I think, though, we need to do a better job of going out. Like, we just had the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association play a game in Chicago, in New York. Are we talking about that? Are we talking about Kendall Coyne being a beast? And, you know, like, are we talking about that enough? Or are we talking, I know you talked about the Scotties last week, Rachel Holman curling eight months pregnant, but just Carrie Anderson winning her back-to-back champion. Like, I know that lots of it isn't on TV, and that's something I think we need to work. We need to have more representation from our national networks airing women's sport, talking about women's sport. But until that happens, I think we all have to do a better job of seeking it out, talking about it. You've got so many followers, Rod. If you tweet about, you know, even Emily Clark, what's she like, what's she doing right now in Montreal with the Professional Women's Players Association, People are going to notice and people are going to want that information, want to see more of it. So I think we all need to do a better job of putting women in the spotlight and challenging big networks to air more about it. I want to know their stories and it shouldn't be so hard for me to find their stories just because they don't have a national deal with a network. Why is it so hard? That's a great question. And I think it's because for so long it's been this way. And I think we as everybody, but especially men need to be allies. I love seeing Connor McDavid, all these NHL players wearing those professional women's hockey players association hoodies, because it brings light to it. I think they're allies. And I think sometimes we need, we need to do a better job of championing women into these roles because I don't like quotas. I don't like when it's like, you know, within this, we need to have a certain percentage of women. But I just don't think with marketing and with visual representation, we're doing a good enough job right now. And so I know everybody's like, well, I don't think there's interest. If there was more interest, we'd see it. I think there's interest. I think that people need to catch up at this point. I I, I looked into this in U Sports um, because they have a streaming service. And um, when you looked at the numbers of people who were streaming games, more people were actually streaming women's sports than the men's sports. So that shows me on that level that there was more of an interest in women's sports. I think the top ones were like women's soccer and women's volleyball. And that's that's just a small example, but I think that there is an interest, but people aren't recognizing you know, a place to put it right now on streaming services or even on television. Well, the uh, National Women's Hockey League had what, 30,000 viewers on Twitch. But why wasn't it on TSN? That's a great question. And I think that well, the National Women's Hockey League and the players, Professional Women's Players Association, I think there's an interesting battle happening there right now with 
women trying to get more, you know, they, they want to be compensated fairly for the product they're putting out there and they want to have a sustainable league. I've talked to a couple of women who are part of that, including Emily Clark. And, you know, I'm not bashing what the a National Women's Hockey League is doing because it's great. There's obviously a place for women to play there right now, but they're looking for something bigger. They're looking for something more sustainable. And so um, it's great. And look at, look how many viewers the National Women's Hockey League got. And they don't even have some of the best players in the world. So imagine giving the best players in the world combined with the National Women's Hockey League a place to play. Holy crap. Like we could have a, you could have truly like a, a NHL for women. I don't want to call it like that because I think that the women need their own place, but let's provide a, a spot for them. And, and, there's a lot of attention that's getting put on, you know, this game at Madison Square Gardens and in Chicago with the National Women's, or sorry, with the Professional Women's Players Association. So I just think there's going to be a space for them. And I, I really want to be involved in watching it. I think I would encourage everybody to try to watch it more so that that helps put <laughs> women in a place where we can watch them. Uh, yeah, well, I, I get that. But here's here's my thinking on that. I was never a big proponent of women's hockey until my niece became the top midget age player in the province. Sorry, U18. And she's now going to Robert Morris University. And incidentally, they won the championship on Saturday in their NCAA division. Now I'm interested because my niece is playing. I can't That's be awesome. interesting, interested in everything. I'm not a big soccer fan. I'm not this or fan, but I mean, I've watched women's curling my whole life, but I got more interested when I did an event with Rachel Holman last year in Paradise Hill. So I'm talking about what I'm interested in are the experiences that I've had in my life. So I don't necessarily, it's not on me to advance in a movement. That's why we're having guests like you on today, but I'll go back to what your initial question was. And I say of the sports I watch, I would say it's proportionate to the amount of females that we have on this show or guests or that kind of thing. Does that need to change? I'm not the one in charge of the broadcast agreements. So, again, this is a movement. But We can go into Bell Let's Talk. We can get into my thoughts on other minorities, other marginalized segments of society. There's a lot of people speaking up, right? It's not just women. It's not just blacks. It's not just... Um, you know, handicapped people deal with discrimination every single day, <laughs> you know, so that's my take I'm just on saying, that. I just wanted to make sure, you know, you, you think you're doing what you should to, to elevate women's voices on your show because you've got a platform. Do I think we are? Well, you're here, aren't you? Yeah, no, I just want to, I just want to challenge you in the future for that. That's all. What more should we do? No, I think you're having guests on. That's great. And I, I just continue. I think continue to do that. Make well, sure that's... it's International Women's Day. You know, I like talking about this. I like talking about the Scotties and I, I like talking about the Briar too. I like talking about men's sports and women's sports. I just, that's all. I just challenge people continuously. There was a few years ago, one of them, um, it was a Winnipeg reporter who was in town. We went for coffee and the Canada Summer Games were coming up and they were being hosted in Winnipeg. And I said, you know what? I just want to challenge you. Make sure you cover some women's events because I think we see a lot of men. And he, he wrote me after and he's like, what you said, I thought about it. And I tried to get out to more women's events than I did before you said that. So I'm just trying to say to people, consider it, think about it, make sure it's in the back of your head. Because if, I don't, if it's not said, I don't think it's going to get done as much as it should. Oh, excellent. Okay, Claire, thank you for the time. And we will see you on the, uh, well, in the immediate future here on the WHL road. But I appreciate this. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Rod.
CTV TSN's Claire Hanna will be right back with a sports update. Dupes will be back here in the bunker. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Lots of reaction to the Claire Hanna interview. And I got a, I got a sports update coming up here from Brian Eitenauer. says, wow, great interview with Claire. She ain't afraid to speak up. From Jeff, the Stamps fan. This may be unpopular, but the task is on women's sports to compel the public to want to watch it more. Do that, and the networks will absolutely follow. It's that simple. It's not a women's rights issue at all. Brian Warishan, well said, Claire. Very valid points. We can all do better, including media. Too often we care about viewership. There are great women's sports stories out there that should have the attention of sports fans. Glenn is watching in Tallahassee, Florida. Why did Claire challenge Rod? He has women guests on all the time. Challenge him? Pointing out an issue where there is no issue. Weird. Well, I don't know. Clark was telling me, I think she was just challenging you to talk more sports, not saying you don't, or women's sports, not saying you don't talk enough women's sports. I don't know. What did I say in the warm-up? Pack a lunch. I think it's this pink drink I've been drinking. <laughs> it's made me punchy. You're a little punchy. A little edgy. But the thing with Claire is we've got a really good relationship. And I knew that we could go back and forth like that. And nobody's going to run away upset or mad. Where were you on that? You said yeah. you were uncomfortable watching that. No, of course not. Yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> obviously joking, but... You know, it, it's fun. It, it, it's conversations that need to happen, though, right? And we need to have those conversations. And whenever it's not equal, which we know it's not, right, the coverage and everything else, um, and just sports in general, we always want to get to this point of being equal, right? And we know, you know, women are just as talented, right? And it's not, a, But it's not about the product on the field or the or the quality of the athletes. I really don't believe that. I think that plays a, it's a factor, but it's about entertainment. Well, it's about stories. Entertainment and, and in broadcasting, if I may. I learned this in school from a female instructor my, at Mount Royal University. Just in broadcasting, you should have a soothing, comfortable voice in broadcasting. And if it's screechy and high-pitched, and that goes for men too... Maybe you're not suited for broadcasting. But I learned that in school. I don't think that's changed. If you, you should have a comforting voice to be in broadcasting. Is that, is that rocket science to anybody? If you want people to listen to you for hours and hours and hours, you have to have a certain sound. It should be right? ple- pleasing to the listener. You know, if you, yes. yeah, exactly. If you want to work out and work outside, you know, in the field all day, you hope that the sun is shining because, you know, all those different things. But no, it's, uh, it's about the stories and we need, you know, 
the individual sports have to do a good job, a better job of telling the stories. But this goes for every undercovered league, undercovered league. Exactly. So this goes for junior hockey that's not getting enough coverage. This goes for other sports. If you wow. want coverage, you have to give reason to people, or people a reason to buy. And I go back to the Mike Tyson fight as the only reason. It was not the good fight. It was not good no. boxing. It was bad, but it was delicious storylines. And that's why we watch. It was fun. It was fun. But I, uh, I, I got a sports update here that I think you're going to like. But I told you that I was having lunch with Nugsy yesterday. Yeah. And bottom, I'm going to bottom line it here for everybody. Nugsy says, well, the soccer people were wondering if you would talk soccer and if you would have people on from soccer. I said, I don't like soccer. That's it. It's the Rod Peterson show. Where's the banner? <laughs> I talk about what I like, get things off my chest. And if you don't like how many men we have on or what we are or aren't talking about, don't freaking watch. Ready for a sports update? <laughs> it's this pink drink. <laughs> Ricky the Iguana likes it. Drake Batherson's, I'm not talking about... Robin and Prince Albert says, I thought it was a good conversation. I was just watching and taking it in. I'm not talking about Claire. I'm talking about anybody who thinks we're not doing enough this or not doing enough that. Then don't watch. We got a minute here, Ryan? I'll fit it in. Drake Batherson's shootout goal gave the Ottawa Senators a 4-3 victory over the Calgary Flames in Calgary. The Flames are 0-2 since firing Jeff Ward as coach, but Daryl Sutter has yet to join the team due to COVID protocol. In the QMJHL bubbles, Valdor goalie Jonathan Lemieux made 38 saves on 39 shots in a 4-1 win over Blainville, Boisbrand, Armada. Samuel Richard made 35 saves on 36 shots in a 3-1 Rouen-Noranda Huskies win over the Victoriaville Tigre. Justin Gill scored the game-winning goal with 26 seconds left in overtime to give the Anthony, sorry, give the Sherbrooke Phoenix a 3-2 win over the Gatineau Olympique. Pierrick Dubé Tristan Pelget and Hendricks Lapierre each scored a goal in a 3-0 Chicoutimi win over Quebec. And Charlie DeFonseca scored twice in a 3-1 Drummondville Voltageur win over the Romuski Oceanic. Team LeBron defeated Team Durant 170-150 during Sunday's NBA All-Star Game in Atlanta. Milwaukee Bucks superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo was named the game's MVP. And it was a third-place finish for Canadian Corey Connors at the Arnold Palmer Invitational in Orlando. The 29-year-old from Listowel, Ontario, was tied for the lead during the fourth and final round, but ended up two over for the day. Bryson DeChambeau was the eventual winner, three shots ahead of Connors. And uh, Blue Jays, remember them? Yeah. The Detroit Tigers defeated uh, the Blue Jays 5-1 in spring training. Toronto righty Elvis Luciano allowed two hits and three earned runs in 20 pitches of work. He failed to register an out. The sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Saskatchewan's newest entertainment destination. Find them in the heart of the Dudney Strip. Visit their website, ballersrecroom.com. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. We will be back with viewer takeover, and I have a feeling it's going to be spicy. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
our opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back to the RP Show. Is in a minute of thought there. It doesn't happen often. I see that producer Clark put up on the comment section. I, there's a lot of people watching up to 2.3 million on Game Plus TV right now. But we are live on Facebook and YouTube. So people are writing in with their comments on those digital platforms. And Clark asked, what is your favorite female athlete? And I was thinking of mine because I, I do have the, I don't have to look up on the wall here. Uh, Donald Mitchell, our Navy friend, says Martina Navratilova. She was great. Chris Robinson says Christine Sinclair, Jana Hefford, Rachel Holman, uh, Kia Nurse. Some interesting ones coming in here. Wayne and Victoria says, I have followed women's curling for years, and my favorite was Sandra Schmerler. She's classy. Most I've had a chance to meet. Um, Brooke Henderson was just outstanding here at the CP Women's Open. Natalie Golbus was interesting, too. I fell in love with that story. I'm like, wait a minute. I remember her from The Apprentice. So she never wins, but she's in every tournament? How does this happen? So the sponsor's exemption. Oh, yeah. That's the way to roll. You don't have to win anything. And you get to travel around everywhere. That's branding. (laughs) That's branding. She's built a brand. Yeah. Uh, Troy Calmer says, Rod, the men versus women sports issue comes down to money. If you don't get eyeballs consuming the product, the networks and streaming services won't air it. Is it about inequality or viewer's preference? Sponsors will pay for viewers, and running a network is about business and the bottom line. There is a reason the Nielsen rating exists and coveted by networks. Higher the ratings, higher the revenue. Bingo. But it also still comes down to personal choice. I remember going to the Lingerie Football League when they had a franchise here. And I was, but they were sending us team photos and news releases. And like they were very aggressive with their PR and their marketing. And I went, and I'm like, this is great. Because they were, like they were playing football. I know. Did you ever watch that? Yeah. And then the, the female football team here in town that played real 12 on 12 they wrote me and they're like, well, what's the problem, Rod? Do we have to run around in a broad panties to get you to come to our games? Uh, I don't know, maybe, but sending me out a news release telling me that you're playing on Sunday would help. Not, not that whole, we're opening the doors and here we are. It's a good place you to tell start. people you're playing. Good place to start. The football league, the lingerie league, they just missed part two, right? Sex sells. Get you in the door, send it out. Yeah. You know, they're in their underwear. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, we got to go see what this is all about. But what you don't realize is that sex is easy. Like I can, An easy I, sell. I know, but it's easy sell. But I can get that anywhere. Anywhere. It's easy to find it now in today's world. So the next step is now, now you got to teach us who the players are, tell us the stories, and keep our attention watching. They got us in the door, but they didn't do step two of marketing. They put their feet up and thought sex yeah. was going to sell forever. Uh, speaking of the curling, two of the favorite. This is the uh, curling report for our friends at Verge Agriculture. Two of the favorites in the Briar Field showed last night why they're expected to be in the playoff mix again this year. Kevin Cooey's Wild Card Two team defeated Canada's Brad Gushu nine seven to hand the defending champions their first loss of the preliminary round. Down one with Hammer coming home. Cooey put the pressure on by sitting three. 
Gushu was a tad heavy with his final draw, and Cooey picked it out for the victory. Every player shot at least 80% in a back-and-forth battle between longtime rivals. In other late games, Quebec's Michael Fournier beat PEI's Eddie McKenzie 10-4. Ontario's John Epping crushed none of its Peter Mackey 16-1. And Nova Scotia's Scott McDonald defeated Greg Smith of Newfoundland and Labrador 11-4. The preliminary round continues through Thursday night. The top four teams in each pool will advance to the two-day championship round. Our curling report is for Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Visit vergeag.com to try out their software for free and learn more today. And uh, lastly, from Ray in the six, text in on the Prairie Mobile text line. Hi, Rod. Keep doing what you're doing. You have women guests on all the time. Claire was agitated today. LOL. Ray in the 416. I don't know if she was or she wasn't. We'll continue this next hour, and Allison Sandmeyer Graves from Canada Women in Sport will join us. Stick around through the break. We'll see you on the other side on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.